Hey kids, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast you're going to love. On behalf of myself, Morgan Rector, of one of the most horrific true crime podcasts, Human Monsters, I'd like to ask you this question. Do you like to travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Fun fact, there is a morgue on every cruise ship. After all, people die everywhere. Why wouldn't they die on a cruise ship in the Bahamas? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. Murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband, and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and what-the-fuck stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater, each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway, and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club. A daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. 
I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Human Monsters. Human monsters can be as frightening with their words as with their actions. Some examples. Alexander Pashuskin, a.k.a. the chessboard killer, believed to have killed at least 48 people. I kept thinking whether to kill her or take caution, but finally I decided to take a risk. I was in that mood already. Ted Bundy confessed to 30 homicides, but could have committed many more. We serial killers are your sons. We are your husbands. We are everywhere. And there will be more of your children dead tomorrow. You learn what you need to kill and take care of the details. It's like changing a tire. The first time you're careful, but the 30th time you can't remember where you left the lug wrench. I'm the most cold-hearted son of a bitch you'll ever meet. The Zodiac Killer. The killer's true identity remains unknown to this day. Four men and three women were targeted. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of them all. Gary Fish, a.k.a. The Gray Man, also known as the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman. He was a child rapist and cannibal who boasted that he had a child in every state. He once claimed that he had killed as many as 100 children. The truthfulness of that claim has been disputed. He confessed to three murders. I always had a desire to inflict pain on others, and to have others inflict pain on me. The desire to inflict pain, that is all that is uppermost. Eileen Warnos was a serial killer who murdered men as a prostitute, claiming she killed out of self-defense. I robbed them, and I killed them as cold as ice, and I would do it again. And I know I would kill another person, because I've hated humans for a long time. To me, this world is nothing but evil, and my own evil just happened to come out because of the circumstances of what I was doing. David Berkowitz, a.k.a. the son of Sam, killed eight people during the summer of 1976 in New York City. 
A possessed dog in the neighborhood won't let me stop killing until he gets his fill of blood. I was literally singing to myself on my way home after the killing. The tension, the desire to kill a woman had built up in such explosive proportions that when I finally pulled the trigger, all the pressures, all the tensions, all the hatred had just vanished, dissipated, but only for a short time. Gary Ridgway, a.k.a. the Green River Killer, he was convicted for 48 murders. I don't believe in man, God, nor devil. I hate the whole damn human race, including myself. I preyed upon the weak, the harmless, and the unsuspecting. This lesson I was taught by others. Might makes right. Ed Gein, a.k.a. the Butcher of Plainfield, was a murderer and body snatcher. He confessed to killing two women. He also made several keepsakes from the bodies he exhumed from graves. When I see a pretty girl walking down the street, I think two things. One part wants to be real nice and sweet, and the other part wonders what her head would look like on a stick. John Wayne Gacy was a serial killer and rapist. He tortured and murdered 33 teenage boys, all of whom were buried on his property. I should never have been convicted of anything more serious than running a cemetery without a license. I would definitely not be homosexual. I have nothing against what they do, and I don't deny that I've engaged in sex with males, but that I'm bisexual. Dennis Rader, also known as the BTK Killer and the BTK Strangler, he tortured and murdered 10 people. When this monster entered my brain, I will never know, but it is here to stay. How does one cure himself? I can't stop it. The monster goes on and hurts me as well as society. Maybe you can stop him. I can't. Yes, I went back and strangled her again and finally killed her at that time. David Allen Gore was a serial killer who murdered six people. All of a sudden, I realized that I had just done something that separated me from the human race, and it was something that could never be undone. I realized that from that point on, I could never be like normal people. I must have stood there in that state for 20 minutes. I have never felt an emptiness of self like I did right then, and I will never forget that feeling. It was like I crossed over into a realm I could never come back from. Gary Lee Sampson is a murderer who killed three people. I switched from stabbing to strangling because I was tired of getting blood on myself. Richard Ramirez was a serial killer, rapist, and burglar. You know that I am a killer. I want the electric chair. They should have shot me on the street. I've killed 20 people, man. I love all that blood. Normal, ordinary people do not think like a serial killer. They have no conception of what is going on in a killer's mind, how he operates. We've all got the power in our hands to kill, but most people are afraid to use it. The ones who aren't afraid control life itself. Ian Brady was involved in the murders of the Moore family. 
We do whatever we enjoy doing. Whether it happens to be judged good or evil is a matter for others to decide. Jane Toppin was a serial killer who confessed to 30 murders. She was also known as Jolly Jane. That is my ambition, to have killed more people, more helpless people, than any man or woman who has ever lived. The original Night Stalker, also known as the East Area Rapist, he is known to have committed 50 rapes and 12 murders. I am the East Side Rapist. I don't want to do it, but then I do. Edmund Kemper is a serial killer who murdered 10 people. I was also involved in killing co-eds because my mother had a very strong and outspoken position on men. The first good-looking girl I see tonight is going to die. Carl Panzrem was a serial killer, rapist, arsonist, and burglar. He claimed to have committed 21 murders. For all of these things, I am not the least bit sorry. I believe the only way to reform people is to kill them. I wish you all had one neck and that I had my hands on it. Joel Rifkin is a serial killer who murdered up to 17 victims. You think of people as things. As much as I say I wanted to stop, there probably would have been others. Carla Homoka is a serial killer and rapist. She assisted her husband, Paul Bernardo, in the abduction, rape, and murder of three teenage girls, including her own sister, Tammy Homoka. Well, it was Father's Day, and there was a dead girl in my house, and my family there. I won't forget that. H.H. Holmes was a serial killer. He confessed to 27 murders, though only nine were proven. I struck him to the floor with a heavy chair, when he, with one cry for help, ending in a groan for anguish, ceased to breathe. I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer, no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. Joe Metheny murdered three women. If you mix human and animal meat together, no one can tell the difference. Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer and cannibal. He murdered and dismembered 17 men and boys. He ate some of their flesh. The only motive there ever was, was to completely control a person, a person that I found physically attractive, and keep them with me as long as possible. My consuming lust was to experience their bodies. I viewed them as objects, as strangers. It is hard for me to believe a human being could have done what I've done. I couldn't find any meaning for my life when I was out there. I'm sure as hell not going to find it in here. This is the grand finale of a life poorly spent, and the end result is just overwhelmingly depressing. It's just a sick, pathetic, wretched, miserable life story, and that's all it is. How can it help anyone? I've no idea. It became an incessant and never-ending desire to be with someone at whatever cost. It just filled my thoughts all day long. Mary Bell was a murderer. As a child, she strangled two toddlers to death. Oh, I know he's dead, 
I wanted to see him in his coffin. Peter Curtin, a.k.a. the Vampire of Dusseldorf, was a serial killer and sex offender. He was also known as the King of the Sexual Perverts. He was charged with nine counts of murder and seven counts of attempted murder. He made several attempts to drink the blood of his victims. After my head has been chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from my neck? That would be the best pleasure, to end all pleasure. John Hay was also known as the Acid Bath Murderer. He was charged for killing six people, though he claimed to have killed nine. In my dream I see before me a forest of crucifixes, which gradually turn into trees. At first there appears to be dew or rain dripping from the branches, but as I approach I realize it is blood. Suddenly the whole forest begins to writhe. The trees, stark and erect, ooze blood. A man goes to each tree catching the blood in a cup. When his cup is full, he approaches me. Drink, he says, but I am unable to move. Charles Manson orchestrated nine murders that were carried out by members of his cult that he referred to as the Manson family. Look down at me and you see a fool. Look up at me and you see a god. Look straight at me and you see yourself. I've killed no one. I've ordered no one to be killed. These children who come to you with their knives, they're your children. I didn't teach them. You did. I'm probably one of the most dangerous men in the world if I want to be, but I never wanted to be anything but me. I'm Jesus Christ. Whether you want to accept it or not, I don't care. Believe me, if I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. As long as there's hate in your heart, there will be hate in the world. Death is the greatest form of love. You know, a long time ago, being crazy meant something. Nowadays, everybody's crazy. How the hell did I brainwash 35 girls in less than a year? That's impossible. You're making me out to do the impossible. You don't understand. You are making me a legend. The mind is endless. You put me in a dark, solitary cell, and to you, that's the end. To me, it's the beginning. It's the universe in there. There's a world in there, and I'm free. I'm going to leave you with a segment from the television magazine show, Inside Edition. The segment is about serial killer Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker. Thank you for listening to Human Monsters. Bye for now. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. 
In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. The horror began in June 1984. Los Angeles was under siege. Death waited in the dark at the hands of a man they called the Night Stalker. After a 14-month reign of terror, he was finally caught. It was only then that his true identity was discovered. His name, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez's whole trip was to hide in a tree or hide behind a fence and watch his victims at nighttime and wait into the wee hours of the night. And then while they slept, creep in, you know, like a coward, and, and kill them. The Night Stalker killed at least 13 times, 13 people who were awakened in the night to face death. At least 15 others survived his brutal attacks. I didn't particularly care for people. In a rare interview, Ramirez refused to discuss his own crimes, but had this to say about serial killers. A serial killer comes about by circumstances and like a, a recipe, poverty, drugs, child abuse. These things, you know, uh, contribute to a person, uh, to a person's frustration and anger, and, uh, and uh, at some point in life, he explodes. Perhaps for Richard Ramirez, that anger and frustration turned to rage, which he in turn took out on his victims. His killings were so sadistic and brutal that even experienced detectives were shocked. He took a, a woman in her 60s and stomped her to death with his foot, leaving an imprint of a shoe on the side of her face. Uh, from that to just executing somebody upon walking into a room after he entered a house, he strangled, he used a ligature, he used a tire iron on a, on a young girl, a beater left her for dead. Will your anger subside if you had to wipe up your mother's blood? I couldn't finish it. I had to leave my brother to finish that chore. Why on earth? Would you have hurt those people? Why did you kill those people? Uh, no comments. No comments. I, I cannot answer that at this time. What was Richard's motive? To what kill. That's it? To kill. Simple as that. Richard Ramirez was raised in El Paso, Texas, the youngest of five children born to hardworking, strict parents. Eddie Milam was Richard's best friend back then and remembers when he began to change into a troublemaker. I did start seeing something going wrong with Richard Ramirez. I think what really messed him up was the acid. He would do a lot of acid. The stealing, you know, I noticed the stealing, and then he started as a peeping thumb and things like that. Ramirez's passion for burglary earned him the nicknames of Ricky the Thief and Fingers. But Eddie knew Ramirez had other serious problems when he was fired from a local hotel. He said he was fired, he was dismissed due to the cause that uh, he, uh, he had tried to molest some two little kids that were going up, up the elevator. By 18, Ramirez was a high school dropout drifting around California. He stayed in Skid Row hotels, never seemed to work, but always had the money to buy cocaine. 
Friends say the Richard Ramirez they knew didn't date and wasn't the type to commit such heinous crimes. But convicted murderer Martin Kipp, who befriended Ramirez in prison, says he heard another side of the night. Richard told me he needed to associate gruesome violence with sex in order to be completely satisfied. He also told me that he had to violently fantasize about his victims before he could go away sexually gratified. They are desires where if, where if I didn't give in to them, I would be crushed by them. I believe in the, in the evil in human nature. This is a wicked, wicked world. And uh, in a wicked world, you, wicked people are born. I'm not going to blame society, uh, my race, or people, or anything. Uh, it is up to the individual like myself to, to keep on knocking on, on whatever door they want to get into. Because the victims and the methods of killing were so diverse, many experts felt there was no one Night Stalker. Detectives Carrillo and Salerno disagreed and finally broke the case by matching shoe prints. The subsequent trial turned into one of America's most notorious courtroom dramas, punctuated by continual outbursts from Ramirez. In that trial, Ramirez's fascination with Satanism emerged. As far as Satan is concerned, I, I believe a, in a malevolent being. Uh, his description eludes me, but I, I have felt powers that are evil. After an eight-month trial, Ramirez was convicted of all 13 murders and given multiple death sentences. I don't care about myself, really. You know, I don't care about what happens to me. I never did, really.